0: I will say, good morning, good morning, let us begin. I want to begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's sheer. Sorry. To thank our tamu Torah sponsors for the month of Sivan Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin for dedicating all the shirman drushos this month, for their niece, Chabat Zipporah, Bas Chaya Malko. To thank Shmolian Libodinovitz for dedicating the Sherman Roshchels this month, the skus of an Aliyah for the Neshama of Harav Peretz Avram Ben Harav Binyamin Moshe. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors today, Baruch and Karen Gold, in of the yard site of Karen's grandmother, Rus Bas Yosef Zichron Levracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah. All of the will have an Aliyah and the family Zaina Nechama. All right, so we have a lot to do today. Today's daf is Kuf Yud Aleph 111. We are going to pick up, I, I know again, Kalman Akiva got onto Kuf Yud Aleph just for the sake of a little bit of, of additional clarity. Let's just jump back to Kuf Yud Ahmed Bey's 110B be at the two dots. Also, this says, this is a packed daf, so what I'm going to actually try to do is. We're going to do the first part of the daf a little bit faster because I'd like to be able to sugi that we're going to be able to really sink our teeth into a little bit more is on the last Mishnah and Gimara on Ahmed Beis. So a lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. And we're also going to see some very interesting halacha maisa I mean, I don't know how lemaisa the halacha is, but when I say, say halacha maisa we'll see again we'll see how the Ramam comes out in a number of these sugi's as well. So again, going back to Kofiud Ahmed Beis 110b at the two dots, it's 2, four, six, eight, 10, 11 lines up from the bottom. So just to reorient ourselves a little bit, we had the Mishnah, the Mishnah. And remember again, our topic is the situation of a man who is married to two different women with two different levels of status. Now, again, specifically in this particular case we're going to be focusing on now is Aritia from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ketana If a man is married to a ketanah v'choresh, and ultimately, again, he dies. He dies. And so now, again, you have a case of a ketanah v'choresh that fall to a, a Kitana. remember, again, a minor. Choresh deafmute deaf-mute, falling to the yavam, to the surviving brother. Or for Yibum, so the Mishnah says, Bia achos mehen So remember again, Yibum or Chalitza with one of these women does not impact the zika of the other woman. I will say, remember again, j- just just to solidify this, Yuvamis one hundred one, Yuvamis one hundred one is what. No idea, right? That's right. But, right. but Ibamus 101 is that halakha when you have a man who's married to multiple wives and he dies and the, the, the the we'll call it the cohort, falls in Yibum to Yibum, we generally assume that all you need to do is take action with one of the women. And once something is done with one of the women, then by definition, the rest of the cohort is covered. What we're being introduced now to that is that that is true as long as what? All of the women in the cohort, in the marital cohort, enjoy the same halachic status. But once you have a situation where the women have different statuses in halacha, so what you do with one is not going to take care of the zika of the other. That, that's the overarching principle over here. So a man is married to a kitana and a harashas. Then I both say, the truth is, although often, remember again, Kitan and Kharashis, we often always assume our what? In the same category. Right? Forget about Yavamus for just a second. Right? the both say, who do we always group together? Right? So we, we automatically assume that these individuals are always grouped together. What the Gemara is introducing us into, is, what the Mishnah is introducing us into, is that for the sake of Yibom, these women are not treated the same. And now we'll see why. So we'll say, again, one more time, then we'll get into this. A man is married to a Chareshas to and a Kitana. Reuven is married to a Chareshas and a Kitana. Ruven dies, Khareesh's canton fall to Shimon the surviving brother for Yibom. What, what what so whatever Shimon does with one is not going to take care of the zeka of the other. Good, let's analyze. Umro ibn Akhm. Ashki khasi rawad barwa sorry. Umro ibn Nachman Again, Ashki khasi rawad barwa. Ulad Khanu khasni, di yaswi bikam akwasah bishukut de Pompedisa. Srebos is a very beautiful Gimara. So Rav Nachman, the introduction is beautiful. Rav Nachman says, I found Rav Adabar Ava and Rav hanah his son-in-law. And what were they doing? They were sitting and they were asking questions. They were pondering questions in the marketplace of Pumpadi. So look at Rashi. So right across in Rashi. Srebos so we'll say, a, be- a beautiful, beautiful image. Just also for a beautiful image of a father-in-law and son-in-law creating a meaningful relationship based on Torah, I will say, you know, there's so much to be learned sometimes from from not just from the halacha of the Gimara, but the Gimara teaches us so many different things in nuanced ways. You know, I will say, one of the most complicated relationships in life is in-law in-law relationships. They're complicated, and a lot of times what happens is, especially again with with in-laws, in-law parents, right? Baruch Hashem, a person marries off a child, mazel tov, now you have a son-in-law, you have a daughter-in-law. So sometimes I think people make the mistake, like people like to say, oh, my son-in-law is like my son. Now, you might love your son-in-law like your son, but, but Lamaisa, he's not your son. Baruch Hashem, he has a father, he has a mother, and you might love him like a son, he might not love you like a father, right? So I will say, but the incredible part is that's why it's so important to create relationships that are rooted in something that is profound and meaningful. When a father in law and a son in law create a relationship around Torah, so, you know, I have my father, we have, but we create a commonality. We create a bond that unites us. And the truth is, it's such a profound way to create, in general, meaningful life relationships. Relationships that are rooted in something eternal. Relationships that are, I mean, there's, there's a bond, there's a Torah bond there. Whether we're close, we're not close, it's, it's almost irrelevant. There's a relationship that exists, and the relationship stems from something that is so profoundly beautiful. So I, I look at this Kimara. And look at this matter. So, Rav Ava is sitting there ultimately again with his father-in-law. With, I'm sorry, Ravad Ava sitting with his son-in-law, Rav Khano, And the troop, they're, they're, they're learning Torah. They're learning Torah in the marketplace of Pobodisa. So When we say that if general Ruven dies, he leaves behind a wife who's a Kitan and a harashas, And we said in the Mishnah that be with one of them does not go ahead and take care of the other. Say an interesting qualification. Hanimili say this is talking about a case. When do we say that if Shimon does yibam or chalitza with one of the women, the katana or the chareshes, it doesn't take care of the other? That's when Ruben, the deceased brother, was a pikeach. Was a pikeach? De nechalei both say, "What's the problem?" This is fascinating. What's the problem? Because we don't know which wife. Which wife, Reuven, had the stronger affinity towards? <laughs> Did he have the stronger connection or affinity towards the Ketana? <laughs> because of will I remember again, one day the Ketana, the Ketana right now is an age issue. But right now, but one day the Ketana will, will, will grow up and he'll have a normal marriage with the Ketana. Or, On the other end, the Ketana. Although she might be a Haresh, she's already a Gidola, and there is the ability for a physical relationship or, or, or a meaningful physical relationship now. So I say, But if Reuben himself was a Khareish, ultimately, again, we assume that Reuben had the stronger connection, ultimately, again, with his Khareish wife. Why? Number one, because they can have a physical relationship, and number two, Ubas Minehi. Obviously, again, they're the same. They're, they're not the same. in other words, they're, they're the same in that they both have the same physical handicap. But Lama again, there's more commonality between them. So, they both say, so now, it's a, it's a fascinating qualification. They both say, but what you begin to see over here is something amazing, which is that Hareshas and Kitana, as much as up until we got to this sugya, we assume that halachically they're the same. It turns out that they're not. And even in the nature of their marriage, they're not. They're both say, remember again, just look at it this, look at it through this lens. Kitana, Kitana, as much as she cannot affect marriage, she can have marriage affected on her behalf. What kind of marriage? Both. Both, right? It depends who's affecting it on her behalf. Right? If her father does it, it's doraisa. Mother, brother, because the father's dead. Ultimately, again, Dorabonon. So Kitana herself, is in a different marriage framework. A chareshes are at most, what kind of marriage does she have, right? Drabbanon. We're gonna we'll get into this by the meseches kiddushin. We're gonna talk about the ability, the ability for a chareshes to be married at most. At most is a drabbanon. Now again, I will point out that contemporarily, I don't know who I was talking about this last week. We were speaking about chereishkar. Oh, uh, Greg, it. So again, I want to point out that obviously the halachos of are so dramatically different today, bar Hashem, because of the advances that we have. But again, from the Gemara's perspective, so I just want to point out that's why the Gemara doesn't, that's why Halacha doesn't treat them the same. So it comes along, Rav I said to them, No. It's not true. It's not true. Even if Rudin, the deceased brother, was a khairish, we're still not sure about say, Here's a, it's fascinating. What are we not sure about? Who did he have the greater level of marital affinity towards? Ketza takanasan. Now I'm sorry, takanasan. So Rav Nachman comes along and says, the truth is, it doesn't make a difference whether 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 Reuben, the deceased brother, was a Khirish or was a pikeach. Either way, we're not sure how to handle these women. Tzegmar says, so therefore ketza, I'm sorry, takanasan. So what should we do? So what should we do? Okay, we'll say. So now we, we know we have a problem. Was it another good musr? It is easy in life to highlight the problems with any given situation. Those two words are the most important words. Keita So how are we gonna deal with it? How are we gonna deal with it? What's the takana? Here's Here we go. Here we go. Here's what you should do: go ahead, marry the kharashes, and then divorce her. Ukitano tamtin adshetag And ultimately the kitano wait till she becomes an adult, and then do chalitza with her. That's, that's the suggestion. Rashi says over here, Because i will remember again, if you do chalitza with the chalitza, ultimately, again, it will pass to the Khareshas. So marry the Khareshas, then divorce her, and wait until the kitana goes ahead and becomes old enough that you could do chalitza. That's how you remedy both of these. Call remedy both of these women. I'm no What do you see from here? Shemami Rav says incredible. kinuya kinuya kinuya. this is a fascinating formulation. So chista says what do you see from here? You see from here that Rav says. That HaRashas and Kitana really enjoy two different statuses, two different levels of status. A Hareshes is kinuya umushiyeres, which means what rabbeinu say, she's acquired. In other words, that, that her marital bond is there, but what? It's not complete. It's not complete. Versus a ketana, which is what kinuya Kinuya, which means what rabbeinu say, a sotek. Now, here's what's fascinating. Going back to last week's, last week's Gimara also, why is a Kitana looked at as suffolk? Right? What, see, the Kitana always has the nuclear option. What's her nuclear option? Mion. Mion right? So because, so because of that, the way we look, and both said, by the way, you remember we saw this, we saw this, that as much as Kidushe Kitana, ultimately, again, is looked at as marriage, it's not looked at as complete marriage. Vaharaya, if it was complete marriage, what would you need for the dissolution? What would you need? Again, the fact that you could just dissolve it ultimately again through Mion indicates thus that it is not a complete relationship. So so again, a HaRashas is a full relationship. It's a full relationship. And that's based on the fact that this is her status and it's not going to change. So it's a relationship. But there's always a piece that is missing. There's always a piece that's absent. Versus Kitana... Is Kinuya ve'eno Kinuya. These saghdaitra, Khareshas, Kinuya ve'eno Kinuya. Kitana Kinuya, Mishra, it's as if you would think it was just the opposite. That Khareshas is Kinuya ve'eno Kinuya. That ultimately, maybe Khareshas is the case of Suffolk. And maybe Kitano is acquired, but there's a part of her that's not fully vested in the marriage. Um, then ultimately, again, why do you go ahead for the case of the Khareshas? Why marry her and divorce her? Tap of Kuf Yod Aleph. Taste of Gabe, Imanaf Shach. Let her stay with the husband. Because if you say that she was indeed married to the first husband, so hakinuihi, then she should be fully married to the other one as well. And if she's not married, fully married to the first husband, then what? Then if there was no real marriage, the first wasn't. Then guess what? There's no yibam or either, to which the immersive dechitayma. If that's the case, then perhaps you'll say, why does the katana have to wait till she becomes a gidola and then do khalidza? Let her stay with the husband. Because again, I can make the same argument. If she was really married to husband number one, then what? then she should really be vested with the Yavim as well. And if she wasn't really married to husband number one, Then ultimately again, when it comes to the Ibom situation, she has no connection, no relation, and there should be no obligation to do anything. To which the Gemara says, If that's the case, ultimately again, how is the harashas remedied? How is she able to leave this situation? Therefore, Seyf Rabbo said the Gimar wants to suggest over here that really what Rav Chisda said in the name of Rav would really be the appropriate way to remedy this situation. Marry the HaRashas, marry the HaRashas, then divorce her, and ultimately again wait till the Kitana becomes the Gidolo and do Chalitza with her. This is how you remedy this case of the two wives, the HaRashas and the Kitano. this seems to be clear, or this seems to be true, because the Rav the Shnei shtei achaios yisomos, two brothers were married to two sisters who were yisomos. Now remember again, when we talk about yisomos, who are we talking about? It's about girls, right? Kitanos, who don't have a father. Right? And therefore, again, the way they were married off was through a brother or a mother, which means we're talking about the on marriage. So shnei achinesu suin shtei achaios yisomos, excuse me. kitana the Hareshes. Now, we'll say one of them is the Kitana, right? One of them is the Hareshes. So, so, now watch this. So, let's say the husband of the Kitana died, right? The husband of the Kitana died. So, we'll say, so now what happens? So, now the Kitana falls to the surviving brother who is married to the Hareshes. So, what do we do in a situation like this? Hareshes yotse beget. So, ultimately, again, the Hareshes, he should divorce the Hareshes' wife. Kitano tamtin ad shit tagdil The kitana wait till she becomes an adult and then do chareshes. What happens if the husband of the chareshes dies? Then Suraba says in this case again the chareshes is falling to Yibum. Kitana yotse begat Ultimately, again, the Kitana is divorced of the get, the Kharashas Asurah the Olam. And the chareshes remains Asura, bro, Asurah the Olam. Vimbala Kharashas. And if he has relations with the chareshes, no sin logyet v'chutra. Ultimately, again, he gives her a get, and then she's permitted to remain with him, or I should say, permitted to remarry. I amrit chareshes. the Gemara says the fact that the Brisa sets it up this way shows us something amazing. I amrit chareshes mishuyeres ketana says, this is the construct that the Gemara is working with over here. The construct is that the ketana and chareshes enjoy. Two different levels of rabbinic marriage, namely, what that is kinuya which means, which means what? She is fully married. Well, no, no, she's married, but there's, a, yeah, but I don't want to say pressure. In other words, she's fully married, but there's a part of her that can't vest in the marriage. In other words, so it's as complete of a marriage as a hareshes is going to enjoy. The nature of marriage for hareshes is by definition, it's 100% for her, which on the normative marital scale is 100% less something. So I know, I'll think of a tighter formulation for this. But that's what it means, in other words. She's fully vested in the marriage, but the marriage itself is not a fully vested one. So ultimately, again, kinuya, She's vested, but there's a part of her that remains unmarried. Or not fully acquired. Kitana, kinuya, vene, kinuya. But say kitana, rather, is treated a little bit more almost like what? Like a suffix. Like a suffic marriage. So the Gemara says if you look at their marital constructs respectively as the way we just articulated, that's why the Chibala Chareshes no sin la get, That's why ultimately he has relations with the Chareshes and then gives her a get. Ultimately, again, she is permitted. Because what they say, say the following if Kitana is truly acquired, then what? Then the Chareshes will go out. Why? Because of achosisha, because once remember again, the case over here that we just, that we just quoted in the Bresa was the case of two brothers married to two sisters. So if the Kitana, and again, both, both Yisomos, both again minors, one a Kitana, one a hareshes. So the Gemara says, if you say that Kitana is Kenuyehi, then ultimately again, Hadnafka Mishom achosisha. first wide line, Kofi Ra'alef Amadalef. Then what? Then ultimately again, the Hareshas wife goes free without anything because of achosisha. Ilav kinuya, and ultimately, if the ketana is not really acquired as a wife, shaper miavim. Then ultimately, again, gibam should be able to take place. Alei amrit But if you say the opposite, that chareshes is kinuya ve'enah maybe chareshes is the safek, and ultimately, again, ketana is fully married to the. But there's a part of her that remains outside of the marriage. If that's the case. He ba al am no get bohutra. When he has relations with the Hareshas and then gives her a get, why is she permitted? Havile biapsula. It should be a biapsula. O biapsula lo patra. And saying, as we know, we've learned before that a biapsula does not exempt a woman from a chalitza. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Maybe we'll bring in something else. Here, Hamani. Rabbi Nechemi, he biapsula potaras me Maybe the price is reflecting the opinion of Rabbi Nechemi. Rabbi mean, Nechemiah is the opinion who holds that even a biyah sorry, even a biyah psula, will go ahead and exempt a woman from chalitza. To which the Gemara says that can't be because e, emas Look at the end of the B'raisa. hayan naswi, Someone who was married to two yisomos, one a ketana, one a chareshes. Umais, and then he died. And what happened? Uba kharashas And ultimately we're going to see this actually in the next Mishnah. And ultimately again, the Yavam had relations with the Kitano. And then on the Kharashas, Or ultimately again the Yavam had relations with the Kitana. And another brother had relations with the kharashas Ultimately again, they are both Usir. Kate zat takan lason. Awesome, so how do you remedy the situation? Chareshes yoses beget. So the chareshes goes out with to beget. Uktano tamtin ad she tagdil the tachlots. And the ktno wait until she becomes an adult and then do chalitza. So again says the gemara. I armit bishlamachareshes kinuya omushuyares. Ktno kinuya veina kinuya. So I'll say if your the Kharashas is married fully married, except for the part of her that remains outside of the marital acquisition. Baana, her status is more one of Suffolk.. And it makes sense that it's the Rabbanon who said that she should go in and wait or I should say the Braises says that she should wait until she gets older or you should wait until she gets older and do Halitza. Why? The Dilma Kadim Beresha because maybe we're concerned that the Yavam will have relations with the Chareshes first. The then the beer with and then the Biyadik will be a Biyapsula. So we'll say that makes sense. If you're going to bring Rabbi Nechemia into this Eli'i Rabbi Nechemia. Ha'amra Ultimately, Rabbi Nechemiah says bi'apsula is fine. Bi'apsula will still go ahead and exempt the Yavama from any further chalitza. Rather, Rabbi said we see from here that this Brisa and our sugi is going in accordance with the Rabbanon, not like Rabbi Nechemiah, namely that a does not take care of chalitza. The truth is you could even see it from the Rasha House of Diani, in Balah Harash. No sin la get If he has relations with the Kharashas, he gives her a get and she's permitted. And ultimately, again, it doesn't say the reverse case, if he had relations with the Kitana, that he gives her a get and she's permitted. So Baba say, that's also a rayah that we reject the premise of Rabbi Nachemiah that it be a Bia exempts you from Khalitsa, and this reflecting of the Rabbanan. That's not a good Raya, I'll tell you why. Katani Takanta di Isura. They both say ultimately again the chareshes where I don't really have a remedy that would allow her to marry any man that she wants. Ultimately, again, we will provide a secondary remedy. We call it Takanta di isura. Again, Takanta di Isura is the best we could do. Allow her to get older and do Khalitsa, which of course will preclude her from going and marrying a coin. But Lamais, it's the best remedy we have. Kitana di Isle. The Islay Takanta, but ultimately again, but the Kitana where we do have a Takana de atera, Lotani Takanta di Isura, ultimately again, but the Kitana where we do have a permissible remedy, ultimately again, we don't provide a secondary remedy. Good, I will say, what's the takeaway from the suya? What's the takeaway from the suya? So I will say, so just, just, just to highlight and to concretize what we have over here. So first of all, I will say, leaving aside this last piece, because the imar threw in Rabbi Nechemia, we, we've seen Rabbi Nechemya extensively throughout this Mosechta, about if there is a Bia what does do legabe do? So that's an ongoing machlokas yes, throughout the Mosechta, between Rabbi Nechemya and the Rabbanon. The overarching theme of this particular section over here is the nature of the distinction between the marriage of a Kitana versus a Chalutza. So we'll say, so the Rambam, the Rambam has a very interesting formulation on this. So the Rambam, in Hilchos Yibum V'chalitza, Perek Hei Halacha And i both say, here's your takeaway, right? Again, Barak we have a lot of visitors today. The, the, way, the way we try to approach some of these sugis in yevomis is, again, to try to distill a complicated, so get down to one nugget, to one nugget. I'm, I'm absolutely confident that everyone's memorizing the Shach Levitaria every single day of the daf. In case, you, I, I'm not, so in, in case, in case you're, you're like me and, and you're not, he, here's, here's the nugget. Here's the nugget to walk away with. I'll send it out on the WhatsApp chat, to let it, because actually the truth is, I'm to say, I'll send this out later on in the chat, but it just it's a good ma'amar. Parake, it's really halachos chaf dalid through lamid are all of these sugyas. So listen to this: Ha'isa achas va achas kitana. Here it is: Ruvain is married to two women. Married to two women. One is a chareshes. One is a kitana. Again, chareshes deaf deaf mute, kitana minor. Ain be Ruvain dies. Two women fall to Shimon. Shimon Shimon now is faced with one question, which is. Well, many questions, right? right. But, but I, what's going on over here, right? What, what, what do I do now? What do I do now? So listen to this. Number one, number one. So number one, and this is very important. Number one, they are not looked at as a unified marital cohort. Because the only time that multiple wives are looked at as a marital cohort is When? When? When they have the same status. And that, I will say, is one of the most important takeaways. So that's why, again, up until now, whenever we have had marital laws, so will say that that's why, again, going back to Yavama's Daf Beis, when you have women that have the same halachic status, and one of those women is an erva to the Yavam, what's the halacha? They're all pitulos. Why? Because again, when you're part of the cohort, whatever happens to one impacts everyone. So I will say, so step number one is that Akharesh and A Kitana are not part of the same marital cohort. Why? Because they enjoy two different levels of marriage. Okay, so that's number one. Number two says Okay, so what should we do? The Takanasan, what should we do? So, I must say, so, listen to this. So, the, here's the Rambam throws in, and here's where he's drawing from the next Mishnah. But I just want to read it to you now. He says, Oh, the Rambam comes along and says, Hey, 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 hey. By the way, the Ravid, I just want to point out, the Ravid jumps on him, jumps on him, something fierce, something fierce. But again, you'll look at it on your own. The Rambam says, "Teach, tell Tell, tell, the, tell the minor. To do miyun. Now, to say, I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking. right? We, we just had a whole suya on Erev Shabbos that we don't teach miyun. We don't teach miyun. Oh, but you remember the end of that suya? What's the answer to that? We teach miyun when? We encourage miyun when? When? The makom mitzvah. So when you, in other words, when I needed for, to facilitate a mitzvah, then I could encourage miyun. So the Ramam says, tell, tell, tell the minor, the konis, so it's simple. Simple as Zerambam, tell the Kitana to do, by the way, you ask, I know what you're thinking to yourself. That wasn't even mentioned as an option here at all. It's going to be next Mishnah. First of all, it was mentioned in Rabbi Eliezer. We've, we've seen already before. We're going to see it the next sugi. but I wanted to close this out here. So what happens? Tell the Kitana to do Miyun, marry the Ketana to do Miyun, Nabo say, so the idea over here is, see, here's the problem. You could go ahead and tell the Kitana to do Mion, and that, that kind of just removes her from the picture. Now say, with the Hareshas, with the Hareshas, here's the problem. You really only have one option on the table, which is, which is Yibum. You can't do Khalits with the Why can't you do Khalits with the Hareshas, right? Khalits requires Das. Halits requires Das. See, so here's what's interesting. With the Hareshas, you're really, you're stuck. You're stuck. So there's yibum, and the Rambam says, now again, could you divorce a hareshas? You can't divorce a Hareshas. Now, I say, it's interesting to think about how exactly you could, you could divorce a if after all, what? You need Das for a ge- Okay, that's a Gid ge- in Sugil. We'll, we'll deal with that when we get to that, right? But the Rambam says again, say, it's interesting, this is the way to remedy, it says the Rambam, teach the Kitana to do meun, remove her. Hareshas, again, hope if you could build a nice life with her, fantastic. But if not, do yibum and then ultimately again divorce her. Now the Ramam says, Bosa, get hold on to your coffee for this one. The two Lazar. The Ramam says, after you divorce the Kharashas, ultimately again she is Pesula Lakahuna and only and only permitted to a non-coin. This is where the Ravid. Jumps on this. Her status to the Kahuna is quite a fascinating one, but again, you look at that on your own. So, both we'll say that's how the Rambam remedies this sugya when Ruvain dies and ultimately again married to a Kitana and the kharashas Tell the kita- Rambam, tell the Kitana to do meun marry the Chareshes if you want to stay, do yib- to the hareshes, You want to do mar- stay married to her, stay married to her. If not, divorce her. Good. Both we'll said the Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara goes weiter. Look at the la- bottom bottom of Kufiud Aleph Amudal. Have a great day. Have a great day. Says the Mishnah. Says the Nishnah. Right? So I'll say here we go. Misha Haya Nusui Lishte Yisomos. Kitanos. So, I'll say, here we so I'll say, here we go. Another case. Ruvain married to two minor girls. Right? So he married two Kitanos, both Yisomos. So married off by their mother or their brother. Okay. So what's that Now Ruvain dies. Uba So I say now. So Ruven dies, these two women now fall to Shimon. Umais Yavam Alarishona Vacher Uba and ultimately I will say, so what happens? So what happens? Ruvain dies, and now they both fall to Shimon. So Uba Yavam Uba So what happens? So Shimon has relations with the first one, and then ultimately has relations with the second one. Oh, Or I will say Ruvain has relations with Ketana number one. And ultimately, again, Levi, another brother, has relations with Kitana number two. So we'll say, what's that? ha Ultimately, again, the fact the fact that either Shimon or another brother had relations with the second wife does not invalidate the marriage, or in this case, the Yibum, ultimately to the first. Take a look at Rashi, just in a moment. Tap Rashi and Kofi Rashi says, Asan, Because ultimately, again, their Bia is the same. Meaning what? The Knuya, so, this is very interesting. So, the Gemara says, "Let's illustrate this with Shimon and Saul, because I think it's the most stark way to illustrate this." So, again, Reuven is married to two women, both Yisomos. Both Yisomos. Ruven dies. Both of the women fall to Shimon for Yibum. Shimon has relations with Kitana number one and then has relations with Kitana number two. So our first our first reaction is uh oh right that's the first reaction. Like what's what's going on over here? Sribo so says, see so here's what's interesting. So the Gimara says, the Gimara says, look, here's what we know: is that right now Shimon did Yibum with Kitana number one. That 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 relationship is intact. The fact that he had relations with Kitana number two, that does not impact his, his Yibom performed with Kitana number one. Why not? Because the Rashi explains, we'll see this in the Gemara, because if we say that, that ultimately, again, the relations with the Kitana is a true act of yibum, then ultimately, again, the fact that he had relations with a second Kitana doesn't change the fact that yibum was performed. If on the other hand, we say that the relations with the Kitana is meaningless, then ultimately, again, the same way that Kitana number one was meaningless, then what? Ketan number two is meaningless. In other words, either way you look at it, whatever was solidified and concretized with number one does not change after relations with number two. The same would apply, by the way, if the two women in question weren't kitanos, but ultimately were kitana Ketana vekhareshes. What happens if one is a ketana, one is a khareshes. So we'll say, if the Yavam has relations with the ketana, then has relations with the khareshes it's not Shimon who has relations with both of them but rather Shimon has relations ultimately again with the Kitano. and let's say again Levi has relations with the Sakitano. ultimately again I say in this case Halacha Alach ala ma'isa, the ketana herself becomes pasul. Rashi says, "Ovir pasul as a ketana, mishum gzeira d'il makhadem u'ba'al chareshes bereisha." We'll say out of concern in a case where, let's say, would have had relations with the chareshes first. So we'll see this in Gemara. By yavam ala chareshes, the chazrab ala ketana. We'll say what happens if the yavam. Has relations with the Kharashas and then has relations with the Kitana. Oh, Shaba'ahiv ala Kitano. Or, or I say, for that matter, it wasn't the same Yavam, but another one of the brothers who has relations with the Kitano. In this case, ultimately, again, He invalidates the Kharashas. Pikachos, the Kharashas. So I will say, what happens again? Now two wives, two wives, one of them is a Kharashas. I'm sorry, one of them is a Pikachos, one of them is a Kharashas. So I say, Pikachos means. A uh, uh, typical, typical, normal, normal, healthy, healthy person, right? And one of them is a Choreshess. So I will say, this is an easier case. Why is this an easier case? I will say, why? Because I will say, in this case, you have, you have a, a typical woman. So I will say in this case, once one of the brothers had relations with the Picachos then what will say, we're done, we're done. Now again, remember we're not delving into the world of Isser right now. We're not, so we're not talking about what Isser would have been violated with, with, with relations with another with another wife or with another brother. We're not getting into that. What we're getting into, I will say, is now status. So the Gemara says, Lo pasas <laughs> boy of Malachares, what happens if the reverse? Let's say the Yavam first has relations with the Chareshes, and then with the Pikachos. Or Rabosai, Yavam number one has relations with, with the Chareshes, and then has relations with the Pikachos. Or Yavam number one has relations with the Chareshes, and Yavam number two has relations with the Pikachos, and in this case, ultimately, again, you'll pass all the Hareshas. Gidola ukitano. What happens? Interesting. What happens, we'll if one of the wives is a Gidola, one of them is a Kitano. So, ba yovam ala Gidola, v'chaz ala kitano. If he had relations with the Gidola, then had relations with the Kitano. O she ba Kitano. Or one yovam has relations with the Gidola. Second yovam with the Kitano. La pasla sa Gidola. So, I will say, that's like the case of pikachas and Hareshas. In other words, once there is Biyah happening with what we'll call a typical regular woman, so I will say, so then we're done, right? That, that shuts down the process and any subsequent bios are not going to affect change in status. However, mm-hmm. if the oven first had relations with the Kitana and then the Gidola, or another brother had relations with the Gidola, Ultimately, again, this will pass on the Kitana. Rabbi Lazar Omer melandin es Rabbi Luzer, here it is. Here it is. Now, by the way, you see where the Raman pulled this from. Rabbi Eliezer has changed, I believe. I think we changed it before the Bach changed it. Okay, we'll go here. I don't see the change. Okay, Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar holds that whenever you have a Kitana involved, what do we tell the Kitana to do? Do me I will say, by the way, so again, w- which makes sense in these scenarios, because in these situations where you have complicated marriages, to put it mildly, so I will say what we're telling them with Kitana is, be Masalik yourself. Because if you remove yourself from the picture, it just makes the rest of the picture a bit more manageable. So that's how comes along at the end of this Mishnah and says, Halakha we teach the Kitana to do me. So I will say, so again, when I quoted to you from the Rambam, Hilchos Parak and the Rambam spoke about the case of the Kitana and the Chareshes in the previous in the previous Mishnah, and the Rambam said just tell the Ketana to do Mion, and we are wondering Rambam, but no one ever brought up Mion in this entire discussion. The good news is the Rambam always learns ahead, right? So I will say, so the Rambam saw the next Mishnah a bit ahead of us, saw the position of Rabbi al and again, the Rambam incorporated that into the previous sugya as well. And I will say, it's going to be incredibly important. So the shita Rambam is, whenever you have these complicated marital circles, right? And saw one of the women involved is a Kitana, Mion. trigger Mion. Aye, we don't like miun. we don't like Mion, right? With and Arif Shabbos said, Miun was one of the things we tried to stay away from. Okay, but it's different over here. Why? What do we call this? Miun, Miun, Ben Mako Mitzvah. So I'm going to say, let's see the Gemara. It says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehud, the name of Shmuel, Halachah, Rabbi Lazar. So Whenever you have a Kitana situation, ultimately tell her to do Miun. So I'm going to say, this is Rabbi Yehud, name of Shmuel. The Chain, Amar, Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar also said, the Halakha follows Rabbi Lazar. We'll say, look at Rashi. Now, what, what's going on over here? Right? It's always good to be your, your own, your own cheerleader, right? We'll say, no, no, different Rabbi says, Digimar. Look, look at, look at Rashi. The king of Ben Pedas. we'll say, the Rabbi that the Gemara is quoting is the Amora Rabbi Ben Pidas. Rashi says, Ben Pedas, the Amorahu, Halokha Krabba Demasnisin, Vuhu, Rabbi Ben Shamua. Rabbi Ben Shamua. So, Osei, so again, so now you have two things happening over here. You have Ravi is saying the name of Shmuel, that the halacha follows Rabbi Lazar, the Tana in our Mishnah, and Rabbi Lazar ben Shmua, sorry, Rabbi Lazar ben Pedas, the Amorah, also saying that the halacha follows the Tana, Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua in our Mishnah. Rabbi Osei, by the way, I'll point, yeah, okay, let's go back there. So, so the Rabbi Osei, it was interesting, I just want to point out something fascinating, is in some of the earlier Gersaus of the Mishnah, if you remember again, the Rabbi Lazar who was advocating for Mion was changed to, to who? Rabbi Eliezer, which some put that as Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus as well. So it could be that, that there are a couple of just different tanoim ultimately who hold this, or again, just different, just fascinating, fascinating to see. So the Gemara says as follows, Utsuikha, the Rabbi will say, here's the shaila. here's the shaila. I got it, that Allah follows Rabbi got it. Why do I need, we will say, but now this has been stated in more than one place. So why do I need, why do I need it to be stated everywhere? So we'll say, now look at Rashi. Seymour says, Utsricha, Utsricha, before I get to Rashi. D'yi itmar b'ha kamaysa, if he would have said it in the earlier case, I will say, what's the earlier case we're referring to? Erev Shabbos. We will say, look at Rashi. D'yi itmar b'kamaysa, gabi achayos, mishum dakat ilo akayim mitzvassibom, hilchach melamdenes haketan e ishtol l'mayn. We will say, this was the case of the sisters. you remember this case? Remember this case? Reuven and Shimon. Ruven and Shimon are married to sisters. Are married to sisters, right? You remember? Reuven is married to the Gidola. Shimon is married to the Kitana. What happens? Reuven dies. Remember, Remember this? It's fascinating. Is Reuven dies? So now Reuven's wife, who's the Gidola, falls to Yibum to Shimon. Can Shimon do Yibum? Right? Can Shimon do Yibum? The quick answer is no. Why not? Alkos So I must remember, you have like this dramatic, overwhelming clash. What's the dramatic, overwhelming clash? Shimon has a rabbinic marriage to his wife, and has a biblical obligation to yibam to his sister-in-law. So again, what did Rabbi Lazar say in that case? Milamdin din osa. Right? We tell, we tell, we tell Shimon's wife, Dumion. Because if she does mi'un, then Shimon could go ahead and perform biblical, biblical yibon. It was such an incredible case. So the Gemara says, now, already, we already said we, we already said it. So if we already said it over there, why do you have to say it over here? To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. The Gemara says, kamaysa, lakim both say, that was different, because in the previous case that we saw before, on Kuf test. sorry, on Kuf Tess, so the yavam had not yet performed the mitzvah of yibum, but here in our case, where technically he already performed the yibum, perhaps with the Kharashas, ema. Perhaps again Lamaisa should just be get The Ashmarina Baha, and we just saying in this case, Mishum because ultimately again the gidola is before but in the previous other case not, therefore So we'll say the Gimara says the cases are dissimilar. The cases are dissimilar enough to warrant a statement that the Halacha follows Rabbi Lazar in both cases. And I we'll both say, indeed, again, I don't mean to keep reverting back, but Halacha alama. That's how the Rambam paskins, that in any case where you have a katana involved, we will teach the kitana to do meon. If she is Masalik herself from this scenario, it just makes life much easier. Now, I will point out, and again, like I said, I'll send this all out in the chat, but the, the Rambam discusses each of these cases. Again, we're not going to go through them now just because of time. The Rambam discusses each of these cases and how he paskins. The last Mishnah for the day. Here we go. This is, this is, it's all been fascinating up until now. This is even more fascinating. Yavam Sheba al Yavama Kitana. I'm sorry. Yavam Katan Sheba al Yavama Kitana. We'll say fascinating case. Ruben is married to Rachel. ruben is married to Rachel. Rachel is a Kitana. Rachel is a Kitana. What happens? ruben dies. Ruben has a surviving brother, Shimon. Shimon is a Katan. Shimon is a Katan. What ends up happening? Shimon does yibum with Rachel. So it's Yovah katan Sheba, Yovah What's that, huh? They grow up together. They will say, it's good to get married young. You know, you, you, you mature, you, you mature a lot. You know, I say, Baruch Hashem, I met my wife when I was 19 years old. They got married, I was 20 the best thing, Baruch Hashem, that ever happened to me. Because the truth is, Baruch Hashem, my wife saved me from a lot of life mistakes. A lot of life mistakes. So again, okay, we didn't exactly meet in this situation, but but Lema'isa again, right? So, Yavam Kat and Yavam Kitana. So you got, this What's incredible. So look, what is the Mishnah saying? What is the Mishnah saying? Ultimately, again, Halacha Lema'isa, there's it. That's the bottom line over here. The bottom line is, a yavam katan who married a yavam kitana ultimately again they digibum it works it works yegadlu ze imza i would say which by the way also just so you should know look the mishnah's teaching you do you know what the secret to successful jewish marriage is yegadlu ze i will say that's what marriage is marriage is growing together growing together doesn't have to be growing in the same way and I will tell you, it doesn't even have to be growing at the same pace. It just has to be a husband and a wife who are growing together. That is a successful marriage. Yigaku Ze'imze. ba Yivam Now what happens? Interestingly enough, Reuven dies, leaves behind Rachel. Rachel, in this case, is an adult woman. She's an adult. But Shimon, Shimon the Yavam, is a minor. So what happened? Ba'a Yivam so I will say, if Shimon, the minor Yavam, has relations with the Yavama, so the Yavam works, Tigadlenu. And I will say, Tigadlenu literally means she raises him, right? Which happens in many regular marriages as well, right? That ultimately, again, I thought I was married. I've heard from many, from anywhere. I thought I was marrying an adult man. I thought I was, right? Lamaise turned out a little bit differently. Okay, I'll raise him as well. Tigadlenu. And I will say, the bottom line that the Mishnah is trying to highlight is what? That ultimately, yibum with a Katan works. That, that's the takeaway over here. So whether, again, whether they're both Kitanim, whether they're both Kitanim, or even if the woman is a Gidola and the Yavam is a Katan, it works. I will say, watch this. These incredible cases. I will say, by the way, we're, we're now just just so you understand, we're now veering a little bit away from like the complicated multiple-person marriage situations to just more concrete cases. I know that's a significant disappointment for many of you, right? I'm going to show you, I mean, I'll put out some charts just so the heck of it a little bit later on. watch this. Let's say, let's say the brother-in-law says, okay, we'll say, now this is a regular case. Adults, right? I know it's hard to believe. No complications, right? Reuven died. He was an adult. Married to Rachel. She was an adult. Shimon's an adult, right? So what happens now? Shimon has to do yibum with Rachel. It's good. I'm going to do. I to do yibum. Rachel comes along and she says, "Shimon has not consummated yibum." Remember again, yibum is bia. That, that, that's what yibum is. So she comes within thirty days and she says, "There's not been bia. There's not been bia. What's that lacha?" Kofin also shetach Now, both side. what we're going to see over here is something very interesting. If you look at Rashi, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to do Rashi because it's like a like a shtegol, like spoiler alert with Rashi, because the build up to this is very interesting. But Rashi says over here, actually, no, we're not. Oh, fine, we'll do it. Look, look at Rashi. The get yav mitachas yada kim v'dayecha Okay, so actually the case is actually a bit more complicated. So I will say, he says, we did have relations, and I gave you a get. And here's the get. And here's the get. So I will say, see, so he's claiming, you don't need chalitza, because I gave you a get. She's saying, ultimately, again, there was never bia, There was never bia. So it's nice you gave me a get. Rebbe say, what does a get do in a yibum scenario? Not totally true. What does a get do in a yibum scenario? It precludes yibum. Right, So, in other words, once the Yavam gives the Yavama a get, that shuts the door to Yibum. But it's not Khalidza. So, we'll so, Rashi says over here, it's, it's fasting. So, she's showing up in Bezdin, and she's, showing, she's saying, it's, right, it's within 30 days, this Yibum, it was, Yibum was never consummated. He's saying, yes, it was, and I gave you a get. She's saying, very nice, you gave me a get. There was no bia. So, what do we do in that situation? We force him to do Khalidza. For the the so I will say what happens if she shows up in Baisdin after 30 days. After 30 days, same claim. Bia never occurred. Bia never occurred. He gave me this document, but I still need Khalitsa. He's claiming Bia did occur. Bia did occur. And I gave you a get. What's that locha? Mevakshin mena Interesting. After 30 days, we ask him to do chalitza. And says, say, what's the chilek between within 30 days and after 30 days? Look at Rashi. See, we'll say, it's interesting. We assume that a man could live with a woman for up to 30 days and not be intimate with her. But after 30 days, there's no way they weren't intimate together. Now, says, say, so again, I want to point out, she's not making any other, in other words, if she claims other other things, maybe he's, he's not, whatever it is, that, that, that's, a, that's a different set of halachas. But assuming it's a normative situation, so the, the halacha says, we don't believe her, essentially. We, we, not that we don't believe her. Circumstances are such that if a man and a woman are living under the same roof, within 30 days, maybe they could be absent. But Lamaise, again, more than 30 days, there must have been an intimate relationship. So I will say, but nevertheless, nevertheless, what will we say to the guy? What will we say to the guy? You should do what Why not? Why not? Right? We'll set it up for you. Right? We'll we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll, serve, we'll serve food. You have to always have to have refreshments. Right? We'll, right, we'll have refreshments. Right? We'll make it. We'll make it a matziv, as they say, and it'll, it'll be fine. It, it, it'll be fine. Right? But we can't. What's interesting is we can't force him. We can't force him. Again, we'll get into this thing tomorrow. So you must moda. I say aye, but here a different case. What if he's moda? He says you're right. Right? We didn't have relations. Then I will, say, so I will say, in that case, if he's moda, then even after 12 months, even after 12 months, ultimately again, we force that we force him to do chalitza. So I will say all of this is where he's contesting her claim. If he admits we never had relations, then the again will force him to do chalitza. Viter, another fascinating. Fascinating. I will say, here's the case right, Reuben is, mar- is married to Rachel, right, and she has a brother, and, and, and Reuben has a brother, Shimon, Rachel, Rachel gets into a fight with Shimon, the Bible says Reuben is alive, Rachel gets into a fight with Shimon, I'm just, I'm just illustrating the case, it doesn't have to be this case, and what does she do? She makes a nether, precluding herself from getting any benefit from Shimon, she makes a nether, then what happens, right, a week later, a week later, Reuben dies, oh, now we've got a problem, what's our problem?, so, say, technically speaking, so there is a mitzvah vibum daraisa, but Racham made a precluding herself getting any benefit from her brother-in-law. So, what do we do with this? Ultimately, again, we force we force Ruben, Sorry, we force Shimon to do chalitza. We force Shimon to do chalitza. The says, however, the achra baila. say now? Watch this. Watch this. If Ruvain dies, <coughs> if Ruvain dies, and after Rubain's death. Rachel makes a nether. Rachel makes a nether, prohibiting herself from getting any benefits from Shimon. Then I will say, what does this look like now? What does this look like? This looks like a very smart woman who does not want to do yibom with her brother-in-law. Right? So say, so, so ultimately, again, so in that case, we ask we ask the brother, we ask the brother, we ask Shimon to, to do chalitza. We can't compel him, but we ask the I will say, Here, here's what's, Here's what's happening over here. When she makes the nether during her husband's lifetime, we assume that there's no ulterior motive to bypass, to bypass Yibum, And therefore, again, we honor the nether and therefore we will force the Yavam to do Khalidzah. When the nether is made after the death of the husband, the problem is it looks like we're trying to bypass Oh, uh, y- Yibum. So I will say in that case, we're much more reticent to force the Yavam. Again, Rebbe say in general, remember, we've seen this concept that when the Yavam and the Yavama show up to Beisdin, what's the first thing Beisdin does? The first thing Beisdin does? miyatsin also. We pull the Yavam to the side. And if we think that this Shidduch is a bad idea, we encourage him to do Chalitza. We'll say, chances are, if your potential wife is making a nether not to get any benefit from you, this is not a match made in heaven, right? In other words, this is probably not a good idea. So therefore, again, I will say, see so here's what's interesting. We're not going to force the Yavam to go out and do chalitza. Why are we not going to force? Because they will say, we're going to see why, but we're, we're very nervous to allow this type of subversion of the system. We're very nervous to allow that. That being said, Haloch Olamaysa, we're going to encourage him, strongly encourage him to do Khalitsa, because obviously this woman, or at least potentially, this woman does not really want to marry you. Let's go ahead. But I will say, If she says, I am taking a nether, so that what? When my husband, even when her husband is alive, when my husband dies, I'm taking a nether, I will never for the rest of my life get any benefit from you. Someone says, why are you making such a nether? Because even if my husband dies, I do not want to do yibum with this guy. So in other words, if she plays her hand and she says, the reason I'm making this nether is because I don't want to do yibum then in that case, we don't compel the of them to do yibum, excuse me, to do Halitza, but we ask him to do Halitza. So, Rabbul say, you begin to see, and we'll see this more in the Gemara, but you begin to see a halachic hesitancy, hesitancy that when we see that she's using the mechanism of, ne- of neder to bypass yibum and to force khalitza, there's a halachic discomfort with that. So, if she just stomachs a neder and it happens to work out that her neder bypasses khalitza, fine, we're going to honor the neder make the other do chalitza. But if there seems to be a premeditation to go in and use the mechanism of nether to, chali- to bypass yibum and force chalitza, we're not comfortable with that. Why we're not comfortable with that, we're going to see. But that being said, even though we're not comfortable with it, we see that she clearly does not want to marry this guy. It doesn't want to do yibum with this guy. And therefore, we won't force him, but we're going to throw the encourage. Say, just two lines, then we're going to stop. Says the Yimara, still could say, let's go back. Let's go back. How did this all start? How did this all start? Riveting Mishnah started with the ability of Kitanim to affect yibum. So even if a Yavam Katan does yibum with a Yavama Kitana, it works. It works. And the Lashon of the Mishnah was Yigadlu Zemzeh. Right? They'll grow up together. they grow up together. Not only that, even if a Yavam Katan does yibum with what? With a Gidola, with an adult woman. Halach, halamay, it works as well. Says It says, Our Mishnah must not reflect the view of Rabbi Meir. What does Rabbi Meir say? Kotton ukitana lochosalum, dear mare. A cotton and a katana cannot do yibum. They can't do and they can't do Khalitsa. They I both say why not for a mere is a very good reason. Look at Rashi, Lochholmin, Kotton Shema Yimsa siris. Kitana Shematinsa Islandis. She both says the anum bina nimsu pogin beerva. The boss says incredible says, How can you allow a, a, a katana and a katana to do yibam. Or, or say, by the way, remember, yibam and khalitza are two sides of the same coin. we already seen this. So, wherever there's going to be yibam is khalitza. So, once you say you can't do yibam, you can't do khalitza either. Why can't they do yibum? because they're kitanim. Maybe what? Maybe she's going to be an islandist, incapable of having children. Maybe he's going to be a sris, incapable of having children. And Rabbul say, if we know that a woman is an islandist, or the surviving brother, the, the, right, the yibama is an islandist, or the yavam is a sris, what's the what? 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 huh? Nothing. By the way, no yibam or khalitza. There's nothing. Because the whole point of the Yibam relationship is la hakim to create progeny for the deceased brother. So if you're a sister, so Rabbi Meir says, nothing, nothing doing, right? You can't, you can't go ahead and do Yibam. And by, the, by definition, if you can't do Yibam, what else can't you do? Khalidzah, it's two sides of the same coin. So the Gemara just says, by the way, our Mishnah clearly does not reflect the view of Rabbi Meir. To which the Gemara says, maybe not. Okay. All right, Dear Rabbi Meir. I feel. Right. I feel the same, Rabbi Meir. It could be even Rabbi Meir. What's the first first white line? Kikam Rabbi Meir Gedola lekatan uketana legadol dechad minaihu biad diisurahu. Sira both say it could be that. When does Rabbi Meir say that there's a problem the katan kitana When one of the parties is an adult. Sira both when one of the parties is an adult. Sira both I just want to point out. I, I left out the last piece of Rashi. The problem also is. also Remember again, if a brother-in-law and sister-in-law marry each other and it's not under the umbrella of Yibom, then what is it? What is it? It's a little thing that we call arias. Right? <laughs> so say, Rabbi Meir says, you can't allow this for a katana and a kitana because the again, you're, you're, you're treading, right? You're, you're wading into the Arais waters. To says, maybe not. Maybe where does Rabbi Meir have a problem? Kikum Rabbi Meir, gedola the so say, ultimately again interestingly enough maybe Rabbi Meir only holds the problem is when one of the parties is an adult because when one of the parties is an adult and therefore again a bar or a bas shin, someone with halachic liability that's when there's a problem because then if you're doing yibom with a katan or a kitana and you're an adult man or an adult woman then you are being pogean passable possible erva that's possible. However, but ultimately, and perhaps, when they're both Kitanim, maybe there's not a problem. Because again, when there's no Kitanim, when they're both Kitanim, then what? Rebbe say? In reality, then what? There's no liability. There's no liability. But again, the Mishnah also brought down the case of uh, Gidola, who had relations with. Her yavam who is a katan, and then it said tigad leno they could kid remain married. Ba so ultimately again I say the gemara says it's different. That's referring to a case ex post facto where they did it already. But maybe if the yavam is a katan and the yavam is a gidola, we would say don't affect such a yibum. Wait, wait. So the gemara says but but ex post facto okay they could remain together. I vahat tigad leno kamar. I say tigad leno means. They could continue to live together. They could continue to have bia. So it sounds like, again, the Mishnah sanctioning this relationship to which the Gemara says, Rather, the Gemara says, you're right, you're right. Better approach is just to simply say, our Mishnah does not reflect the view of Rabbi Meir. So Rabbi Meir is on record as saying, whenever you have a katan or a kitana involved, whether they're both kitanim or just one of the parties is a katan or a kitana. Ultimately, again, we do nothing. We wait until they reach the age of majority. Then they could perform either Yibam or Yichalitza. Our Mishnah clearly rejects that view and allows ultimately, again, for Yibam between a Katan and a Kitana, or for that matter, between a Katan and a Gidola, or ultimately, again, a Gadol and a Kitana. We'll stop over for today. Tremendous yashikah We covered a lot of ground. I know a little bit quickly. Krabi Yashukach, beautiful, beautiful sugi ahead of us tomorrow. Shkoyach.